0: You're listening to 101 with Tommy Zam. On the 48th episode, we sit down with Oscar Jordan talking about skateboarding and life. Let's do this.
1: Hey, what's up, OJ? How you been, dude? Yo, yo, well, it's good. What's good? Juice Sports San Diego West Coast. What it do? Oh
0: yeah. So um what got you into skateboarding?
1: Um Basically, I I used to be like a. I moved out here from Washington D.C. a long ass time ago, 1986, and I was I was a breakdancer for most of my life. I was probably more serious about breakdancing, or just as serious about breakdancing as I was about as I am about skateboarding. And I was pretty well known in the D.C. area. Um, we had the biggest breakdancing crew in D.C. area. It's called IBM. Oh, immortal right. Breakmasters. And there's probably about 70 of us. We had like the biggest, one of the biggest, yeah, biggest breakdancing crew pretty much on the whole East Coast. i we'd go up to New York, fresh festivals and whatnot, battled New York City Breakers. You might have heard of them in, if you're old enough to watch Beach Street or yeah, whatnot. I mean, Street. But breakdancing pretty much ended, got played out overnight, like probably like in 84, but I was in denial for a couple of years and I was kind of lost. I just I always needed something to be a part of. You'll understand why I'm talking about breakdance in a minute. And so just I was trying to find myself through like BMXing. Just I I, I was always turned on by individualized sports, where like because I'm a self-starter mm-hmm. and like I can, you know, what I mean I can definitely play as a team player, but having to be on a football team and doing stuff that you, you know what I mean? And I kind of just, I grew up as a kid doing contact sports and I just didn't want any kind of contact. So I I, I picked up BMXing and I just wasn't really that good at it and whatnot. And I just wanted something to do. I just didn't really have anything to, you know what I mean, dedicate my time to. Mm-hmm. And so when I moved out to California or whatever, my mom got out of the service. And everyone ended up moving to San Diego. I had to go live in Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. I was born in Omaha oh, wow. on, a, on an Air Force base, and my mom was in the Air Force. So she went back there to reconnect me with my father and see if I you know what I mean what I wanted to do as far as if I want to be with her, if I want to be with him. And I barely saw him. I was there. I was there for a year while my mom was getting situated, so to speak, in California mhm-. By the time I made it to California, my mom was in jail, in prison, oh, wow. and whatnot, and basically came out here, and and about people always told me about San Diego and drugs and how it's basically like drug heaven and whatnot, and it's gonna be crazy out there, people getting drive-by shootings on every block, like the movie Colors. You were I was expecting to see that, and when we got here, basically it was almost true because we were living we were living in southeast San Diego. Mm-hmm. And when I got out to California, I had to go stay in in Point Loma. So my mom lived in Southeast, but my grandma, my grandmother and my aunt and uncles who were still in the Navy, they lived in Point Loma because they were stationed at NTC Point Loma, Naval Base Point Loma. So when I moved in with them, I had to stay with them until my mom got out of jail. And my BMX bike ended up getting lost. Or whatever, because I took the Greyhound out here, and so if someone stole it off the Greyhound. They wouldn't let me put it under it. I had to send it a different way. Are you serious? Yeah, and it got stolen. My fucking, I had a Redline Proline chromed out Damn. like to the max, man. Like, dude, it was yeah, dude. I was heartbroken. Like, yep. that, that was like belief. a belief. That was, that was like, a beat, like, yeah. Um, mom and dad collabed on it because that motherfucker. It was like six hundred fifty dollars. That was a lot of money at the time. Yeah, now yeah. I'd be nothing. But back then, that was, like, my most prized possession. That was, like, a car, getting a car, getting that bike. So I was devastated, and I just didn't – my My uncle was just trying to – he was this really good man. He just saw that, like, I was looking for something, and I seemed kind of lost. So he bought us boogie boards, and we would go bodyboard in Mission Beach and shit. And he – you know what I mean? I learned it super quick, learned drop knee um, floaters and whatnot. Got pretty good. Never ever ever picked up a surfboard, even after that, even to this day. But I was boogie. I did boogie boarding with him for about two months, and then my birthday came, and I was just hitting. I need a bike. I need a bike. I need a bike. And I get a couple boxes, and I'm like, dude, this box is not big enough for a fucking bike. <laughs> what the fuck is this thing? And it was a fucking Veriflex, um Verflex Terror Goblin. <laughs> from Target. <laughs> and I'm like, to me, I didn't really know what a skateboard. I mean I'd been on a board one time. Um and and it happened to be act- actually it was in DC and I hadn't really ever seen a skateboard before. So mm-hmm. I got on this kid's board and just tick tacked in a circle for like 20 minutes straight and had the best time of my life, but like I didn't really it didn't connect. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? Why is this so fun? But like, it just—it never made sense. Still, like, I'm like, why would you want to push around on this thing when you can ride a bike and get yeah. there much faster? And you can do—I, in my eyes, it was like you could do much more on a bike. You could bunny hop, even though you couldn't. You know, what I mean, I yes. hadn't seen any type of form of real skateboarding at all. Mm-hmm. And one on my way out here, actually. um, there's, I think it might've been Mike Vallely. This dude was, it was like the first time I actually seen like real street skating in person. Mm-hmm. And it was at the, it was at the Dulles airport in DC. And this dude had on, he had on like a big red sweatshirt, redhead dude with Converse. And there's people shooting photos of him. He was doing hohos and shit. And like, I like, I'm like, dude, is this guy in the circus? Like how the <laughs> fuck is he like doing all these tricks with this skateboard? I'm like, can you juggle? What else can you do? This guy's (laughs) it didn't click. I'm like, what the hell? He must be famous. They're taking pictures of him. Yeah. So I moved I moved to Nebraska and I remember one day I I was really into the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys was like my favorite rap group. I mean, like R.I.P. When I lived straight up, man, ad rock, all right. I mean, um, MCA RIP. Oh my god, man. Dude, I dude. Um, so for that whole year, I was just listening to license the ill, just nonstop, Mm -hmm. nonstop. It was the only, it was literally the only cassette I would listen to in, in Omaha. And they always had skate, uh, skateboards with them. And I'm like, Whoa, that kind of looks kind of cool. It's like a prop. I I thought a skateboard was like, you know what I mean? You push around on a little bit, but you, you pick it up and it's like a prop just to look dope. I'm like, yo, that's like just added flair. Like, that's kind of dope. And like, they're wearing vision shirts and shit. And like, the, it just caught me. I'm like, man, I like that Steeze. Because I was, I started rapping. I mean, I went, I was trying to rap, but I wasn't really that good at it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? I, I, the way that just the whole Steeze, that how they fused just the whole skate look, I think they had a hot, lot of influence actually. Oh, good, 100%. Um, because they, or, or what actually made me go and look at a Thrasher magazine. I was walking through the checkout aisle, of the grocery store. And like, I'm like, Oh, beastie boys. And they're on a Thrasher. It just said beastie boys. And I flipped, I would go into the store. I never bought it. I would just go into the store and grab the Thrasher and flip through it. And just seeing all the skate culture and shit. And I'm like, dude, this is kind of crazy. I like this. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> and like, I, cause like, I all I had ever, like, seen till then was, like, a guy on a half pipe. I'm like, dude, that does not look fun. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And when I saw, I opened up a Thrasher, and I'm like, dude, I seen Mike Vallele. I'm like, dude, that's the guy I seen at the airport. That is him. Oh, my God, dude. I wonder if, dude, you think I could ever do this? Nah. I could never do this shit. Like, I actually considered, like, maybe trying to skate maybe for like a second and i'm like no 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 i could never do that mm-hmm. i'm like maybe i'll get a dope looking board just to walk around with you know what i mean to like so people think i'm a good rapper that I, I, i'm only 12 years old back then at the time right so i i end up with the skateboard and i live we were in point loma we lived over in um in like over the hill from ocean beach point loma yeah. And, like, dude, I'm, wearing, I'm like, straight from the East Coast. I got on these, like, jeans. There was, like, these, like, cut-off jean shorts, almost like Daisy Dukes. Like <laughs> hold on, hold on.
0: Daisy Dukes?
1: Not like that. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, they were probably – they were above the knee. Okay. okay like not, it, was okay. it was bad. It was bad. It was pretty uh, bad. Not, okay. Nothing okay. like – yeah, yeah, nothing on that level to where it was, like, close to the hip. It was barely above the knee. <laughs> You didn't have no booty so- showing, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just too much thigh, though. But in the 80s, that was normal. Imagine that with a pair of suede pumas. There we go. Okay. And a, okay. And a, and a, and a high top box fade with a rat tail, with a bleached long rat tail. Oh, my Trying God. Trying to dude. skate. So one of the homies actually, one of the Portuguese homies actually got video of it. And I'm just, I, I, I'm like, yeah. like. So these guys see me in front of my house trying to skate and they roll up. They're like, hey, what up? Only black kid they've ever seen in their life in the neighborhood. Just out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. look at this fucking dude. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, like, what do I do on it? I'm like standing. I'm like doing, like, trying to make up my own make- tricks. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yo, yeah, are you pretty good? Can you, re- can you lolly? Can you launch? I'm like, yeah I can ollie they're like let me see you ollie and I'm like dude I'm not used to the board yet it's brand new (laughs) and they were like laughing but I didn't I didn't get on I didn't catch it they're just like dude this guy is cracking us up we got to get more of this come come on come with us they're like you want to see if you can go off my friend's ramp I'm like all right fuck it and like (laughs) they're like asking me what tricks I could do and I'm making up my own names of like it was just like ridiculous (laughs) like just the, the most fucked up most fucked up improvised caveman bonus attempts ever, <laughs> ever. Like just, I mean, off the, off the fly, just freestyling it like completely. And I'm thinking I'm pulling it off. Their fools are just laughing at me. I'm putting on a show like, and they're just laughing at me. And so i be- actually became like the crash test dummy for these guys where they'd be like, yo, try to write off of that. Cause I was crazy. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but like I would go for whatever. Uh, and so, even like my my second day skating, like my my uh, my aunt bought me a pair of low top white low top Vans. Mm-hmm. And so I went, and there's a lot of hills in Point Loma. If you if you're familiar with it, yeah, they're yeah, pretty they gnarly. Yeah, they and are. so I bombed Jarrison butt boarding using my. I have no idea what the fuck I was doing at all. I'm like I go up, and I'm like whoa. I'm definitely not going to stand down. This stand up down this. Hold so on, you, I,
0: hold on. You butt board down the hills of
1: Point Loma. Yeah, I butt boarded oh. Jarrett, so I went oh, Like all day. This is my second day as like on a skateboard. Second day, I'm butt boarding with my my brand new white Vans as brakes. I get home and my fucking toes are hanging out. Like it. I mean, they're just shredded to shit. Gone. Mm. And and she bought me two pairs of shoes. Bought me a nice pair of Nike Airs for school and then my skate shoes, which were the vans. Mm-hmm. Destroyed the vans, and she's like, Yeah, you can't go skating until uh you save enough money to get skate shoes. You're not wearing these Nike skating. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and so my dude, I had this super cool um, dude, one of my one of my friends, this kid Joel, his dad was like just this like retired military vet old white dude, coolest motherfucker ever, man. And he would just sit there and like nod his head like, poor guy. We got to fucking, dude, we got to get this guy's shit together. And they're like, yeah, what up? You want to come skate? I'm like, I can't. I fuck my shoes up. I can't come skate. Like, what the fuck? Looked at me like I was crazy. And so my homie was like, hey, you can get a pair of Chuck Taylors down at the swap meet. They're on sale for 15 bucks. I'm like, we probably live like two miles away from it, but I'm like, how are we gonna get down there? I can't even skate there to get there. I'm gonna walk all the way there. He's like, dude, my dad will take you. Let's oh, go. And so we go and buy and and, and cop. He I cop the kicks, and then his dad fucking is like takes off somewhere. And the homie's like, hey, just go stand on the other. They had blank boards. They had a skate shop where mm-hmm. they only sold blank boards from Taylor Dykeman shit because i'm on I'm on this verflex that I left out in the rain and wow. so the wheels don't roll anymore I would leave it outside uh-huh. and it was and, and this is in the middle of the winter it then slammed on me the wheels didn't roll or anything and so this board barely even worked and so when we got to the swap meet my buddy is like yo we got this little um he's like just go stand on the other side of the fence i, I, I you'll you'll see when we when I get to you Whatever I throw, whatever I throw at you, just catch it and run.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm chilling in the sports arena parking lot on the other side of this fence. It's like a blue tarp over it and shit. And he throws over like three blank fucking. I, I ended up, which now I realized once we looked in the catalog, they were all blank Taylor Docma boards. Mm-hmm. But I ended up with the blank Mark Gonzalez shit. He, it was like, a, yeah, it was like a a, a Rob Roscopp. Um, a fucking um Jeff Grasso and a Mark Gonzalez, all blanks. Damn, dip, dip. They were dope. I ended up with a blue. It was dipped. It was a dip blue. Mark Gonzalez blank. You can just tell by the shape. So I got the board, and I'm like, well, fuck. What, how am I going to ride this? I'm, am I going to put these? I went to go put the Verflex trucks on it, and his dad was like fucking kind of questionable like hey what the fuck where'd you guys get these boards from and like his son was just like oh yeah they gave me I, they gave me um three for the price of one so i bought them all even though we stole them. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so his dad's like you cannot fucking put those veriflex trucks on that fucking board dude look what you're doing bro like this is his dad this is not even him they yeah. wanted me to they wanted me to put the veriflex trucks on the bronze board just so I could look like an idiot so they could fucking clown on me some more. <laughs> but his dad is like, dude, come here, dude. Come here, kid. What the fuck? And so I ended up with like a fucking tracker base plate, venture hanger, everything. It was just oh, like nice match. yeah, whatever he could find, whatever parts he could find in the garage, that was my setup. So that was my first setup. And I I ended up, you know, what I mean, there was I got kind of, I got. Okay, to, I thought I was good. Mm-hmm. I learned, I picked it up pretty quick. After like six months, like I had already dropped in. Like there was a uh, this pro surfer from the seventies that had a vert ramp, and um up in the wooded area in Point Loma, it had no platform on it at all. There was no deck because that's how they skated in the seventies. And it, this is like a, this is like a good 10, 11 It was like probably ten foot vert ramp, like nine, 10 foot. Back then, that was huge. That's was considered huge. And no one had ever dropped in on it. They're like, "Yo, you think you could? You think you could drop in on that since you think you're so good?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am good. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? And like, I actually did it first try. Like, wow. I just, I, I just didn't really have like a a concept of like what's dangerous or what not, uh, what is it. I don't know because I hadn't seen it. So I'm just like, and I'm, I'm just wanting these guys to think I'm good already. I'm still thinking, you know what I mean? These guys are convinced that I rent, that I'm fucking a good skateboarder already. And, and even before that, like even with jump ramps, like I would lie. And that's how I would learn shit. Like, yo, can you, you, you can launch. I'm like, oh yeah, I can launch. I can do backside grabs. I can do that shit. And would just slam a good 20 times and ended up landing one. They're like, oh, I guess he can do it. Even though I just learned it right in front of them, they can't realize it. So that went on, and and I got kind of pretty good. But then my mom got out of jail, and I had to move back. I had to move to um, southeast. So Uh I'm thinking skateboarding's over with. And I'm like, if I do see anybody skating, they're gonna think I'm super good because I'm I'm coming here over here from the beach Uh and shit. And so I get over there, and there's a skate shop and everything. I'm like, oh shit. Fuck, there's a skate shop. There's a whole skate scene going on. And like behind it, I'm like, where do you go skate? And he goes, Behind the shop, dude. Fuck. What's in middle school? What do you do? Who are you? I'm like, dude, I'm I'm Oscar. I'm from the I'm like thinking that like I'm I'm somebody uh-huh. and kind of. And so I go back there, and that was the biggest reality check of my I, it was the most humbling, first humbling experience as a skateboarder I've ever had in my life. Like everybody was just so fucking good. And like actually, I, I for me, my whole concept of street skating was going off a jump ramp or nose, willies and bonelesses. That's all I'd seen. And like I'd never seen the only the only person well at this time Kenton was no and it, he was probably the best skater in San Diego. Oh, wow. Like the first thing I, I I did when I when I got to Southeast, I'm like, hey, you guys, I I skate with Kenton, this dude Kenton Russell. They're like, Oh, we know him. Like they knew who he was off the bat. And Damn. so they expected me to be pretty good. And the guy that I met in the shop, it was a shop called Randall's. The guy that I met was Keong Kim. Mm-hmm. And everyone was a fucking dick except Keon. It was Keong and then this other guy. There were the two best skaters too. It was Keong Kim and then this other guy, Renee Matheson, who ended up pro for New Deal. He ended up being a really big name pro in the 90s. Yeah, and, and. and he was like the style guy. And then like Keong was the tech guy. The only person that would skate with me was Keong. Kiang would be like, dude, come by when I get off work. I'll come, I'll take you to like 10 different spots. why why, <laughs> why, why would
0: that? Why is that like that? Why would they? He was the only one to skate with you.
1: I mean, because I was young, I was a Grom, I was just some fucking dumbass grom like, hey, what's up? Like <laughs> going up the motherfuckers thinking, like I mean, like acting like I knew everyone and shit. You know the deal. And yeah. so, and Keon was just so laid back about it. He's just like, it's rad that this kid wants to skate. Fuck yeah. And he even explained to me, he's like, yeah. I'm like, why do you skate like that? He, he could do all the jump ramp shit and it was super easy for him. But he was doing kick flips, no complies, everything. I'm like, why do you skate like that? That's crazy. I'm like, are you a, a freestyler or like a street skater? He goes, dude, this is street skating. Like, going off a jump ramp is just going off a jump ramp, dude. There's much more to skateboarding than that. Yeah. And so, hanging out with him, dude, it every it was a game changer. Within like a month, I went from like early grabbing 360s off jump ramp to like now I'm nose-grinding benches and shit and fucking doing pop shove it, tail grabs, and all kinds of shit. Yeah. And like, I, I and like, and, and it was basically because of Keong. Like, he, he basically turned me into a, like a real street skater and I was still a jump ramp fanatic. Back then you could go to a construction site and steal wood and not get killed for it. So I would go and raid construction sites and build jump ramps and wheel them around and shit. And that's how I learned how to get on hand rolls, just fucking jump ramping up to them. And then I'd be like, all right, I, maybe I can all get to it now. But back then I, would, I I i lived in the hood. We lived in this fucking crack house, super poor. I mean, we didn't even have we most of the time we didn't even have running water. There's no electricity, no nothing. Fucking boarded, up, got boarded up because like dope deal gone wrong. Fucking fools ended up shooting the place up and shit. Damn. And this is why I'm in the be- my bedroom, with my baby sister and shit. And so it was pretty traumatic um, situation as far as family wise. So skateboarding was the only thing that I had to grasp onto, You know what I mean? Yeah. For sanity and for anything. It was and your family. Yeah, basically, uh, just my whole life was consumed with skateboarding. And I remember just um, going – I, I remember I, I stole this kid's board because what I would do – remember 720, the video game? Yeah. I'd go You'd down, go down go to 7-Eleven and shit and, and, and just match up on people for 720 and i let them beat me. If they had a board, I'd let them beat me. And shit, and I'd be like, oh, let me try this board out. I'm gonna go skate for a little bit out front while you finish the game. All right. Yeah. <laughs> gone. gone. <laughs> and so I fucking got so I was so infamous for doing it that like skaters would see me skating up and they would just bone out, they would just bounce. <laughs> and so and this is at the time too, I got into like this is when like I got into some gang shit. Mm-hmm. So like I and like Got jumped in East Dango mob and everything, like legitimately jumped in, yeah, and shit, and like yeah, it, and so you uh, you're dealing with that mentality and being a skateboarder at the same time. Did, did, they, they, did, did they accept you as a skateboarder, or was it a tough? N- or, or they were they, they like, actually, that? that they actually made me even more of a skateboarder. Believe it or not, um, really? I, I well yeah, the OG that 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 um, got me in or whatever. He actually had kind of a conscience believe it or not and just one day because i'd always bring my i'd always bring my board and shit to post up we'd post up on the set over highland park 45th and highland mm-hmm. and so i just have my board and shit these fools were like damn what the fuck thrasher nigga over here tony and because i was delivering dope mm-hmm. on my skateboard like let's rewind the story back a little bit moms would have me she had me go to her dealer and shit to get her her fix and like she would send me there with a pill bottle with money in it and he would stick the dope back in the fucking pill bottle and I'd bring it back to her and yeah. so one day he was like hey dog if you want to stay on clock you could actually get paid for doing that if you take that to your mom's and come on back mm-hmm. and so I ended up working for this dude this fucking transport dope on a skateboard all through the hood and shit and that's like right like right after I got jumped in, shit. That's yeah. what I was known for. Actually, was that the fucking fools would be like, call me Birdman, Tony Hawk, before <laughs> even they called him that because I'm delivering birds and they they call me Tony Hawk just cause. Yeah, yeah. Tony Hawk ass nigga. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so one day and, you know you know I'm visioning all this in my head right now. You know. Yeah. So one day, dude, the homie, the, the homie, dude, is the OG, Lil Pimp, but he's he wasn't Lil. That was just his name for some reason. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, hey, dog, what the fuck? Why are you here with us, nigga? Like, you about to be on the cover of Thrasher or someday with that shit? You need to just stick to that shit, man. You, you're good, homie. Like, you're in, you you straight. You still from the set. We got your back and shit, but you shouldn't be out here banging if you got talent like that. I didn't even realize I had any talent, or that was good. I'm just like, dude, I'm a skateboarder. But they actually saw it in me. They're like, "You man, like I, I I'm like, what do you mean, like just ride a skateboard?" I'm like, "It ain't a job. It's just what I do." They're like, dog. Nah. nah." They're like that right there. What you doing? it will get you way further, way more further than this shit. I'm telling you right now. So he. This is from way. the gang. Yeah, yeah. This is from fucking straight up, like convicted felon ass fucking gang member. Yeah. Damn. And so it was just an eye opener. I'd never even looked at skateboarding like that and shit. And, you know, I mean, I, that, that day I stopped, I mean, they had my back and shit still, but I stopped running with that. I just switched my whole crowd up and just went back to like, just hanging. I mean, just by myself, basically where like, I got to the point to where I liked skating by myself and I was just learning all kinds of tricks and shit. And I just went back to wheeling my jump ramp around and shit and, I remember, uh, dude, I had a, I stole a Ron Allen board and I've been riding it for like a couple months and I didn't even, I'm like, dude, I wonder if that Ron Allen's a real person. I'm like some fucking surfer ass dude. I wonder, I'm like, I wonder if this dude's actually like a good skater. And I opened up and I see an h out with this black dude doing a fucking 180 to switch 50, yeah. 50 down a hand roll. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, bro. What is he doing down that rail? I'm like, what the fuck? Like a brother in the fucking thread. I never expected to see, like, to open a magazine to see That's why I didn't pay attention to him, really. Yeah. I mean, it was just, I was just kind of in my own world. But like the last thing I ever expected to see was a black dude fucking double page at full page ad. And I didn't even know what he was doing, but I'm like, I need to learn how to do that. I'm like, this is what I want to fucking be. This is what I want to do. I'm like, what the fuck? A black pro? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, just seeing it, I'm just uh, seeing Ron Allen for the first time. He made me realize, like, what I had no direction really. I'm just skating. I'm not thinking that, like, there's a possibility of it going anywhere or anything like that. You know what I mean? At all. That wasn't even a consideration. Just being able to get away from the dope house and go ride a skateboard. I felt like I was making it just doing that. I never envisioned. I'm so young. There was no way to envision, oh, I could get sponsored and get paid and get, you know what I mean, get to travel the world doing this shit. Like, it yeah. never. So when once that happened, my whole just, I mean, I didn't, I, I don't know what happened, but something in me, man. I'm like, dude, I got to boss the fuck up. I I really want to fucking do this shit, dude. Like, I, I fucking feel this shit. Like, for real. I'm this gangster-ass nigga from Dago. Only skateboarder with a jerry curl. I'm skating in, like, fucking... I'm skating in vans, and I got, like, fucking... The stees back in the day was that you'd have the Dickies mudding yep. and sagging at the same time. So you're sagging them, but you got the cuff links and shit, and you got yep. them cuffed fucking where there's high water so you can see the white in the socks. And sometimes you got cut to the, cut the side zone just to... Yeah, 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 right yeah. And, so, and then, oh, no, no, I'm not... I didn't skate in vans. I, I did not oh, skate in it. I no vans. Fuck, I was wrong on the shoes. And then I'm skating in Lottos and the diadoras. Okay. Like, awesome. Gangs or troops. Okay. Only shit I would skate in. Straight easy e on a skateboard. <laughs> and so I, I... So I ended up... mom Mom's ended up getting locked up again. And I hadn't seen Kenton for, like, over a year. Mm -hmm. And I popped back in the fucking Point Loma in gangster mode, just straight banger mode. And motherfuckers thought they they didn't know what the fuck they were looking at. They're like, what the fuck is this? On a skateboard? Like, fools are like, I mean, I had a couple kids say, I'm like, hey, you look like you, like, skated up to do a drive-by. like." You skater, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just never seen a skater with a long ass curl and shit. And just I was just man, I was just on some Southeast Dago shit. Like I didn't know how. I didn't even pay attention to how skaters dress and shit. I was just like man, I ain't wearing no short I, Like once I once I started banging and shit, you know what I mean. You don't show no skin. You ain't wearing no short shorts or no nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, no kind. Of, that, that's almost considered feminine. So I'm just like all oh, in the summertime covered up with a fucking Raider starter jacket on and shit. <laughs> and, and it's, it's hot, hot red, out here, too. Yeah, redskin starter jacket, too. And shit, it is hot as fuck. Oh, and was and like, I'm like, Ken, why is everyone looking at me all crazy? He's like, dude, I don't give a fuck. I love it, dude. This is fucking sick. He just like, even and like and before Ron Allen, actually, I, I got to mention how, like, the thing that actually really got me skateboarding was meeting Kenton. He's such a nice guy, too, man. I mean, I, I don't know how I could almost leave this out. But, no, I mean, it, I'm, this is back, like, before I ever moved to Southeast or anything. I'd probably been skating for, like, n- almost, um, almost two months, three months. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm skating um my my elementary school by myself, and this dude rolls up. I'm thinking I'm like, whoa, this fucking Mexican dude, fucking tall as shit. He's probably pretty good, <laughs> and he's busting all these wall rides and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? And then he does a kickflip, and I'm like, oh, and like uh, everyone already told me about him. We're like, dude, this dude Kenton, he's the best skateboarder. He's our homie. We know him. He lives over the hill in Ob. Dude, he's the best. But I wasn't allowed to go to OB. Um, I was not. And my parents were like, dude, you will get killed. White people will fucking kill you if you go over the hill to OB. Don't go over there. It's all KKK, surfer, rednecks. And they fucking hate black people. Don't go over there. And like, she, see, they, they had told me some stories about some shit that had went on that, you know what I mean, that really scared the shit out of me. So I was terrified of OB. And I never made it. I would go skate to the top of the hill, and I would look down at the beach. And But the only place I was allowed to go in the water at was Mission Beach because OB was considered like the Nazi zone. Don't know that. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't look like that. I'm like, that is the most beautiful-looking place I've ever seen, looking at it from the on top of the hill. So I meet Kenton, and I'm like, whoa, that's fucking Kenton. Oh, shit. That's that guy. It's got to be him. And I'm like, I didn't even say shit to him. I just like fucking like skated over in my corner and start doing my little shit. And then like, I'm like, dude, I gotta try one of those wall rides. So I started trying it, dude, like with all my might. And he comes up and shit and starts helping me learn it. And he's like, dude, what's your name, dude? Like completely introduced himself to me and everything. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he's I'm like, dude, like, we, dude. It was, we were sitting there skating and talking for like two, three hours. It almost got dark. And and I told him about, you know what I mean, my situation with OB. He's like, dude, I live in OB. He's like, I'm going to fucking take you to OB right now. You're going to come to me and meet my family right now. Um, I'm like, what? And so he goes, I'm like, dude, my parents, well, he goes, take me to your house. I'll talk to your fa- your family. I'll talk to your parents and let them know. So like he fucking skated with me to my house. And, and it was once that my aunt and uncle saw him, they were like, dude, oh, this guy's legit. All right, you're good. He's like, yo, he's going to be with us, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to bring him home. Uh, um, I want him to be able to see Ocean Beach and experience it. Is it cool? And they're like, OK, yeah. So we skated all the way over to Kenton's house. And his, par- his parents opened the door. And like, I'm just completely confused. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this black couple. That's like my complexion opens the door. And you know how light skinned Kenton is. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought he might have been like Middle Eastern or something. I it couldn't. He, he does better. look
0: like that. I thought I first met him. That's what I thought too. You know. And
1: because so, he, and we get this room, and he's just busting up because, dude, I'm not adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> <it. laughs> and then he told me his whole story and shit. But no, he, before any of that happened, he's like, dude, I just, I like, I like your drive and your determination and I just see like that you really got what it takes to become a really good skateboarder. He goes, I'm just just watching you like try the way you are. And your ambition is like, I like it, man. It's, I, I want you around. He's like, I want you to start skating with me every day. Like that's, he said it just like that. It was weird. I'm like, what the fuck? All right. And we started skating together like a, like a lot. It wasn't every day, but it was a lot. I would skate over to OB and shit. And like, there was motherfuckers that we met that were racist as fuck and like everyone had swastikas on their boards even my best friend had a swat my my best friend brian who lived by me he had a swastika on his board and i didn't know what it meant mm-hmm. and shit i live and so my grandma ends up getting the place i'm staying with my grandma and my uncle that passed away my uncle was like my big brother he's the closest thing i had to a big brother yeah. Sorry, my okay. brother's, yeah, because my brother's always f- locked up. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, what is this like sign shit? What does that mean? Like these white dudes was he do putting up like writing it everywhere, putting it on their boards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and then like I see it, like when we go skate, like ditches or pool, like anywhere where there's transition, you see swastika spray paint. I didn't know what it meant. And so I'm like, is it like skate or die or some shit? What is that? And, like, the white kids that, w- that fucking were rocking it and shit that I was homies with, they're like, oh, it's just surf, 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 skate. What? That's Z- that surf, skate. I'm like, "Uh, okay, whatever, all right. And, like, they would always make comments, like, why are you being such a Jew, man? Fucking Hebrew. Fucking Jew. And I'm like, what? What kind of – that was, like, normal lingo and shit yeah. that I never picked up. And I, I, ne- I didn't put two and two together. I'm like, what the fuck? Why do they always make references towards Jewish people? Mm-hmm. And like, because they're stingy. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, everybody's stingy. I'm yeah. like, I know I am. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, hey, you, just,
0: might have, you might have some Jew in you.
1: <laughs> I'm like, it just didn't make any sense, though. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, and then like, I'm like, dude. And then like, I'm like, aren't Jewish people? You're white, though. Aren't you? I'm thinking Jewish people are white. I'm like, because I- I'm, dude, I'm only 12 years old. Yeah. I'm like, aren't Jewish people white? How do you hate white people? Why do you? Yeah, I don't make no sense, bro. What mm-hmm. the fuck? And so, like, I asked my uncle about it. I'm like, dude, I'm confused, bro. Like, and, and like, they write this. He goes, dude, that's a swastika. It's called a swastika. And, like, he told me about Adolf Hitler, all that shit that i never learned in school I had to learn from my uncle. Mm -hmm. i'm like whoa i had no idea what any of that was and he explained to me what being jewish is and all that i'm like dude like we don't they don't teach us this shit not in high school at all like you know you don't learn i had to learn about it like from my uncle and so then i'm like yo why do you guys fucking i'm like so are you like a nazi are you racist no bro it's just everyone's doing it jason jesse And, like, they'd always be, like, dude, Jason Jesse or, like, Ben Schroeder or gnarly guys. They all do it. I'm, like, I'm, like, so then why do, why write that on your board? I don't get it, dog. And this is, like, one of my, like, this is, the guy was, like, we were tight as fuck. And, like, they, it was, I was just getting to know him. I got, I came to the realization, I'm, like, they don't realize what racism is. They don't realize that They've been naturally groomed into racism mm-hmm. by default. You see, yep. you see what I'm saying? No. I and so I was the first black person that these guys had ever associated with. And I got to watch a lot of my friends transition out of racism because of it, just from being around us, because they wanted to be around me and Kenton, and they hadn't been around people like us, and they were learning from us and being influenced by us. So we ended up being. Two black dudes that put the most racist beach in Southern California on the fucking map. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like, I'm skating around with homies that are like ended up being in the Hells Angels and shit. And at the time, they were already prospects. And like, these fools are skating around with guns and shit on them and shit. Like, mm-hmm. one of the homies, we skated to a park, a party all the way at North Park and shit. And he had a strap on him and he ended up pulling out and, and shooting off at fucking this fool Chuck Verbin. And shit, he was PD vermin. And then, like, like another, and then you had OB rats. You had the PD vermin and then the OB rats, which were my homies. And the OB homies were way more crazier. Yeah, they were way (laughs) deep. And these are like all my, like, heads I grew up with, went to fucking elementary, junior high, and high school with, like, the whole time and shit. And so, even back then, fools were fucking strapped up skating around with it. And so, you know what I mean, that 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 basically, you know what I mean, with that, I'm hanging out with these guys and you know what I mean, it's just they're like, dude, we don't even really know like what it is to be racist. We just have never been around anyone black. And so, you know what I mean, this is a lifestyle. This is what you kind of get grown into mm-hmm. and shit. and I watched the whole concept change where like even like mutual friends of me and kittens that ended up, you know what I mean, went from, like, being fucking total rednecks to fucking ended up rapping and become rappers and shit. Like, full-on, like, just, <laughs> like, wow. yeah. And, like, we we just had a whole lot of influence to where we ended up being the most popular dudes in OB and, like, you know what I mean? Still to this day and whatnot. So, you know what I mean? But, and, and so I feel like after Kent and Russell or whatever, as far as taking skateboarding to the next level, it was Ron Allen where I'm like, whoa. I think I could probably actually get sponsored and be pro one day. I think I could do it. Like, I was convinced. So me and Kitten made a pact. Feel feel free to ask me whatever. I'm just talking. No, about no, no, no. Me. I'm listening to you.
0: You're, you're telling history, you know. You're yeah, telling man. your history about what's, what, how you grew up in skateboarding, what you grew up with, you know. And that's yeah. what that's basically why I want people to know who you are and what Hell you yeah. dealt with while you were skateboarding. You know, I mean, from being a gang member to coming into skateboarding and then, you know, Hang, you know, realizing like you're skating with some racist motherfuckers, you know, and then you know, like you, you're you're, you're telling us your history, you know. And yeah. That's what I
1: want people to know is, is OJ's history. Yeah, and see, and a lot of people don't even know that. Like I kind, I kind of come from both. I was got to live and see lives on both life on both sides. I call it both sides of the five. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just how it is in California. You know how it is. Yep. Once you cross that five. If, dude, you don't it's see no different world. <laughs> no surfboards, no nothing. The surfboards, you don't see them no more once you cross that five. You know what I mean? Even yep. even up and even up to about La Jolla. I mean, even people don't even know how gritty Claremont gets. Oh, Claremont—that's why they call it Clare Cookie. <laughs> nah, dude, Claremont. They just they just did a a sweep in Claremont where they did, discovered that there's like there was like over forty different. White supremacist gang, um, fucking gang operations and shit going yeah, on I mean, in Claremont. And, and this is recent. And like, it's the meth capital of, of of the world, dude. It was created in San Diego, um, specifically El Cajon and Claremont, mm. where you, no matter what street you go up, you can smell meth getting cooked, even right now to this day. And, and you, and then the gnarliest hood in Dago that people don't realize is fucking Linda Vista. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. And there's zero, there's probably 0% black population there. Like Latino and and, um, Asian gangs run it. But you do that shit. It even is the most active gang turf in San Diego. I mean, when you go to the skate park, all you gotta do is just look over into the other part that you're scared to go over. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can hear and see shit. There's shit going on broad daylight yeah, all are. the time, and 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 it's weird how the reputation that San Diego has is being this just beach surf town. They don't realize that there's some fucking grimy shit popping off. Because because as
0: soon as you get off the as soon as you get off the beach and start heading to the east, <laughs> the yeah, all,
1: yeah, the more east you go, the more beast it gets. You see what I'm saying? You don't don't want to go out to
0: you don't want to go out to Ramona because that's a whole different (laughs)
1: level. But you know, I and like so having you know, I mean, I'm I'm living both basically dual from southeast to fucking back and forth, back and forth to point loma, southeast to point loma. And and Kent kind of saw it in me. This is weird, but like he's like, Hey dude, if you get sponsored, let's just make a pack. He goes. If I get sponsored first or you get sponsored first, we're a package deal. So they can't take you unless they take me. I'm like, well, why are you even saying this to me, bro? You're like twice as better than I am. Cause at the time I was, I got um, naturally was good at placing in contests and stuff. And Kenton was a, a fucking real skateboarder. He was like, yo, like he's the first guy to like um, sports me a double. And I filmed him doing it on his dad's v- uh, his dad's VHS fucking um, um, family camcorder. And shit, this is after we watched Bandits for the first time. He's like, and he saw Frankie Hill do one. Mm-hmm. And everyone, he's like, dude, he owed two stair sets. You got to see this video. We watch it. And Kenton's like, hey, that one at um, San Diego Sports Arena, I've been looking at it. It's bigger than that. that I think it's think I can- huge. Yeah, he, uh, for back then. You know, and it what he was like, Isaac, like, I know I could do it. And I'm like, Let's get the camcorder. I'm gonna watch this guy kill himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, at least get some good slams out of it. We didn't we didn't think it was possible. Cause we're yeah. like, dude, no one's as good as Frankie Hill. That's Frankie Hill. Yeah. And and another mutual friend Terry was like, dude, you're gonna die. You're not gonna try that. Let, let's see this shit. We were like <laughs> fucking with him. And I think that's what gassed him up really to do it. So a couple of days ago, but we get there and shit, and, and Terry realizes that Ken, and I already know Kent was about that action. Mm-hmm. Dude, he, he he looks a lot nicer than he is like when he when he gets like a temper going or he's about to like throw down on something mm-hmm. complete different person Dude. <laughs> Like he's, and, and, he's and and you, you're not gonna get in his fucking way at all like yeah. you're not getting in that dude's fucking way no matter what and, and the best thing you can do is tell him that he, he that that he probably won't make something or that it's not possible that's probably because then he's going to fucking do it. And it, I'm, I'm I'm full-on follow Cam and him. It actually came out kind of decent, too, with this fucked-up-ass Cam. And I'm filming <laughs> Terry at the same time, running along, telling him, don't do it. You're going to kill yourself. He was basically trying to, like, I don't know if he was just jealous or what, but, like, this is in the footage. And not clapped it, like, first try. No problem. Damn. Which opened up so many doors for it. We're like, I'm like, whoa. It was a three, then, right? Or was it a two? No, it was a fucking both double like, both sets. Both he's doubles. like, okay. and he's just like, yeah, you're going to have to do this, dude. This shit was easy. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, a couple times later, we go there and he's backside 180 in it and shit. And he's like, are you really going to sit there and not try to do this thing still?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hell no, he
1: suckered, yeah, so he suckered me into doing it. And shit, and there was a lot of that going on, dude. Where like, and like he, at the time, he started telling me, he goes, "I know you like doing a little contest and stuff." And we met this guy Dave Schlossbach, mm-hmm. who was like video. He filmed all the h Street videos, going videos. Most, he is the most iconic, legendary, um, modern day skateboarding filmer of all time. He was the guy that did the how you how you do the hand that capture of the bank or whatever. No, no, talking about. Uh, Cup the banger, cup, cup, and bangers. That's him. He invented all that shit. Oh damn. First on first to follow with a fisheye, all everything. Sloshbach.
0: Crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so we met him and he's like, you know, he's like, we got this guy, Dave Sloshbach. We could probably maybe finagle get some get on going if we get enough clips and get in the video. If you make it in the video, you might be able to get on then. That's how it was. I'm like, whoa. So they put you in the video first and then you can get on? I'm like, ah, whatever. And he's like, but you, you gotta, like, you know, you can't just be doing basic shit, dude. You gotta try to, like, push your skating. To, and, and just, he was giving me a hint of innovation. You know what I mean? He goes, skateboarding is gonna be changing, dude. It's not gonna be just this. And you gotta play around with stuff, dude, and experiment he's like you, you cuz people are going to want to see new trick trickery you know what i'm saying it's just you know what I mean? and it didn't make sense to me for a while at first and then just seeing how hard kent was working at it and shit i'm like dude that just seems like too much work like what the fuck so he's like hey let's make a pact um if you get sponsored first they have to take us both i'm like deal so i show up at this contest at a castle contest and like I, am like, dude, I I skated like one or two local contests. I tied with first place with Willie in my first comp. We ever, had. Oh, yeah. Ever, yeah. Really cool. And so I, I I show up at a castle contest, and like Jeremy Klein, the whole World Industries team is there and shit. Back in the day, like and Steve Rocco and everyone's there. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm I want to enter the sponsor division. They're Like, who do you ride for? I'm like, nobody. You can't. You get, You have to skate in the intermediate. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't go like that I'm like I'm here to skate against the best yeah. this is me I'm like 12 years old 13 years old 13. Yeah. I'm like 13. I'm like I'm here to skate against the best I'm like dude this is my town I'm here repping Dago we're here and it, and this was a, it, it happened to be inside I'm like dude this is my hood this is where I'm from I'm like I want to get sponsored how am I going to get sponsored if I'm not beating motherfuckers that are sponsored yeah, no, nah, I'm saying it just like that, like to Sonia Catalano. I'm like, dude, like I'm skating in a sponsored division. Like I'm not walking out of here, not in this contest in a sponsored division.
0: Yeah,
1: and shit, I'm like, dude, like I, I, I'll, I'll, I, I want to prove myself and I want to put my name on the map. Like I'm throwing my hat in a circle right now. Steve Stadler in the room <laughs> out of nowhere, and he had he had this dude with him, this kid Aubrey Aubrey Spencer. Was this was this rider he had with the black kid? And John Reeves was there. John Reeves was like Chefy at the time. He's like the biggest name in Dago. Like he was like the guy. And so Aubrey's like, dude, you can't have me stating against John Reeves. (laughs) John Reeves. What the fuck? What the fuck? (laughs) I'm like, dude, fuck John Reeves. I said it just so I could get in (laughs) there. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who the fuck is here, nigga. This is fucking Southeast Dago, homeboy. I'm here, nigga. I want to be in this right now. Stedham's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> the fuck? Like, I'm like doing whatever I can to get myself like stent so like they'll notice me. So they're like, they'll just throw me in there. Mm-hmm. He's like, and he's like, dude, this kid's crazy. He goes, You can ride for it, uh, ride for me. Go ahead. You can ride under Stenham. I'll put you in it. Here, take Aubrey's oh, spot. Wow. He goes, Aubrey, you're good. Take Aubrey's spot. And I'm like, really? I'm like, so am I on the team? He goes, uh, let's just see how you doing the contest. I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, do I at least get a free board or something? He goes, I'll give you a free board. I can, I guess I can give you a free board. Yeah. All right. And so I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah. In my eyes, I'm like, and then I got the free board and shit. And I'm like, I go and I put it in 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 fucking in Kenton's car, whatever, I and, like, I'm like, dude, I'm fucking sponsored now! What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm a hype as shit. And at the time, I'm just now, I'm like, I didn't realize that I was a good handrail skater at all. Mm-hmm. And, like, because, like, I would always take benches and, like, back then, you know, and make my fake contest hand but I'd sit them down lo- like loading docks and shit downstairs, like the long schoolyard plastic benches. Yes. And i like a rail. And so this contest at the time they had this long ass rail and everyone was just board sliding it. I was the only person that could 50-50 it and I'm lipping it and shit. And people are freaking out like this fucking kid's nuts. But it was the only thing I skated the whole contest, but people were just like hyped to see like some big handrail skating like that mm-hmm. and shit. And so I was going out. I'm like trying, I'm like trying to like sneak practice, like in between practice heats, I would go out. And fucking get in there and sneak practice and barge it. That's what they call it. Yeah. So I ended up getting they're like, if you do it one more time, Oscar, you're getting DQ'd. <laughs> and I and I did it. And they DQ'd me and shit. And I got all bummed. I'm like, dude, I got DQ'd. Steve's like, I don't matter, man. I, I like what I saw. You're on the team. Yeah, he's, like, that's right. he's, like, he's like, I he goes, I like that even better. He's like, he's like, it's good to stand out. He's like, it's that's fucking what you gotta do, man. People need to know who you are. They don't know it if you're quiet, and so I'm like, dude, I can't ride for you unless you unless you sponsor my my best friend Kent Russell. And he's like, who the fuck's that? I'm like, dude, he's the best skater in San Diego. And he's like, all right, cool, he's on deal. So I'm like, Kent, I got us a sponsor and shit and shit. And Ken's like, are you serious? All right, dope. All right, hell yeah so the next time we go to get a board and shit you had to wait like because like i had to wait till i need a new board and boards will last me a long ass time so like i went out of my way to fucking like fuck this one up so i could get so we can get Kenton a board so about two months later i go to get a board you're only in your pack that's your box it's one board and like a couple stickers and so yeah yeah so i but you have to take him the board he previously gave you and he has to Assess the board to see that it has enough damage to where it's not rideable anymore, and then you can Damn. get a new board. <laughs> That's how it was. Yeah, Holy so, shit! <laughs> so we, we went through that process a couple times with Kenton. He got and Kenton was was like filming tricks, breaking boards all the time, uh-huh. and and then I got to that point where I was breaking boards. So we'd break a board, and we didn't want to deal with them. I'd finally gotten a shot so I'm skating for Just Skate. Just right. boards at the time. Just boards. Um, actually, it was it was just boards, and it ended up being just skate. But that's what I named my board company Juice Boards after Just Boards, my first shop sponsor. That's right, dude. Yeah. So, um, so so um, we would go in there and just get our shop, use our shop discount to get Eight Street boards. I like Santa Cruz boards. Like that was my favorite company. I always wanted to ride for Santa Cruz. I just yeah, love no the team. fucking juice. Yeah, and, like, I was buying them Santa Cruz Everslicks because they would last Yep. and shit, you know what I mean? And that's right I was starting to, like, actually learn how to do shit and jump down shit. And then, so, what, another time, towards the time where we ended up quitting, I'd rode for him like, two times. The first time, uh, one of the trips when we went out there, Jason Cardi was there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and fucking Jason was like, dude, I've been here waiting for this guy forever. He came out in a towel, and then he goes back, and, like butt naked in the towel, like busy, <laughs> like he just got done banging his chick. And then he goes back in and tells me he's gonna grab me a board. I'm still out here, and I need to take it. She's like, so I just shit in the corner of his yard, and white, <laughs> and like he's like, luckily I had something to white with. I'm like, dude, I'm out of here. We just bounced. and And like i don't know how i think he like hired the guy to be a team manager and the guy was like yeah we'll end up if you come back and skate for us well this was like a while later but Mm -hmm. i ended up skating for him again for some reason too but no but but after that or whatever that's when we ended up really going out with dave and like really getting into like Getting good and getting in the filming mix where we're skating with all the Eight Street guys and stuff, yeah. So, yeah, anything else you want to ask on that about any of that phase, feel free,
0: dude. That's pretty like, rad. I mean, I mean, to what you getting sponsored by Steedman and and cooking up, and stuff like that. I mean, that's pretty that, rad,
1: dude. So, yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen my current my one of my current graphics is the Stedham logo that I, yeah, uh, I that. that I borrowed from him. And so he ended up. Th- this is a little story behind that. Um, it's the second time I rode for him. Dave started getting us. We were we actually were getting looked at by Plan B, really, to the point to where like Mike Turnanski. I lived across the street from this um, skate spot that the Plan B guys would call the Oscar Jordan Curbs. It was co-skate. It was in Point Loma. It was you know where Rodney Mullen does the tr- quadruple flip off the curb. Yeah, yeah. That spot. That was my that was like my my training ground. Oh sick. And like you would drive by there at any given moment and see me out there training. Like I would warm up like I'd skate it like I'm practicing contest runs even. Like I like lived at this place. Mm-hmm. And it was actually an amazing spot. And so um the plan B or Mike Ternansky and everyone got what They they actually were like in real consideration of making me and Kitten the first amps for plan B, believe it or right. not. Yeah. and and before that I mean I kind of was it was weird like I was kind of on the radar for H Street and world industries but I ended up on BB I was a super and I was so stoked when I got on BBC mm-hmm. uh, bad boy club I was always into that stuff and I'm still am actually And just like the way the boards look the loud colors and the shapes yeah, and had like it. they have some I, good shapes I mean, it still has the influence on juice boards. And, like, that's why I like shape boards and stuff like that. And and so that, like, that, when I got out and started riding for the or whatever, they were taking really, me and Kenton both got on that as a package deal. And that was, like, my first legit, like, big-name, like, board brand that I wrote for. That was, like, a potential of, like, turning pro and making some good money and stuff like that. And, like, because they were out of Carlsbad up here. They had a huge, like, they had, like a, it was like a manufacturing plant. Everything was done in-house. I mean, the boards were pressed at Taylor, but they were all screened in-house. And then they had a clothing factory with conveyor belts and shit, sewing, cutting, all that stuff. That's all right. garments being assembled, everything in-house. Huge. I mean, I had never seen an operation like this in my life. And we got to do a couple of tours with them and stuff. It was awesome. And that out of nowhere, it just came to I, I found out that it ended um at a skate shop at my at a skate shop, the shop that I rode for. Mm-hmm. I come in there, and Mike Ryan's like, hey, so sucks about BBC, and um, what do you got as a backup plan? I'm like, what? It's like yeah, it's it's done. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know about this. And I was like, and they were like, we had, there was talks about me and Kitten turning pro and stuff. <laughs> So I find out, you know, I call mouse and he tells me, "Oh yeah, it was just a, an abrupt business decision where they decided that um, they got bought out, and the new owners said that they want to um, switch from skateboards and sunglasses to eyewear, so mm-hmm. they changed the name from Bad Boy Club to No Fear." Okay, so so, so that's where that's how No Fear started. That's how No Fear started <laughs> on on my, on our demise. <laughs> so so after that or whatever that's when like we started uh, really pursuing you know what i mean possibly getting on plan b there was other talks about dave starting a company dave was working with people like and me jerron wilson was showing up a lot okay um we had this guy that just passed away Jed and i jen walters too he was on we had gotten him on bbc And then he ended up on World Industries. Hmm. And so that's kind of what paused me from wanting to have anything to do with those guys is I was really pissed about Jed going to World at the time. I mean, I don't know why, because I probably would have done the same thing too. And anyone in a right mind would have, but we got there. We actually went up there a couple of times and skated with Guy Mariano and and Rudy Johnson and hung out with him because Jed was roommates with the super close friend or whatever that was the filmer and was filming for blind video days at the time hmm. so then Je- and this guy jed they didn't even know he was good he was just kind of like they were using him he had a he had, he had a um, a bronco no one had any kind of transportation and i don't know if you ever heard about the old world industry raids where they would go and raid the warehouse for like yeah. hundreds of boards at a time but this jed's vehicle good. jed's vehicle was the culprit really <laughs> yeah they fill his bronco up with like fucking hundreds of just pairs of ghetto air and fucking all the world boards and all that shit and they were using them for that they pay them in product and stuff but then they come to realize how good of a skateboarder he was and shit and just put him on the team right away so i'm like man whatever i don't want to fucking fuck world industries and like I remember Dave telling him, he goes, yeah, you know, I mean, you might have to move to L.A. if you ever want to be taken seriously by any of those companies. I'm like, dude, I'm not leaving San Diego. Fuck you. Yeah. And he goes and he was like, well, I am in the process of starting a brand because I'm, I'm and at the time he had um, he had Jeron Wilson, um, Jason Dill, Gino, I- Iannucci, Kenton. There was all kinds of names. Like yeah, Wasn't Steve Bear part of that or no? No, 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 not at all. No, not at all. This is before I beat him up, though. To you, hold, hold on, you but, beat him up. Yeah, you we'll get to that. Yeah, okay, you didn't, okay. that was. I'm surprised you never heard of that. that. Now. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it, and so I was kind of like anti-world industries or whatever at the time, uh-huh. and but even though Plan B was under the same ownership, I'm like, dude, I'll do Plan B because it seems like if, you know what I mean. It it's gonna be in San Diego. Blah 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 blah. And it's an upper echelon. It's a more elite um wing of a division of their whatever world industries franchise is. Mm-hmm. So once Steve found out I was riding playing B boards and shit, I show up at an ASR trade show and there's Oscar Jordan pro boards <laughs> up. And really? I'm still yeah, and I'm still skating. There. I'm, I'm still like qualified. And back then to turn pro you had to like do good in the NSA comp yeah, yeah. And comps. I made it to the nationals and then I, have, I didn't have a sponsor to get, I didn't have a board sponsor or anything. So I didn't have anyone to help me get there. And I, I show up at a trade show and I'm got these pro boards up. So then the next contest, I go try to skate in am contest. They're like, no, you can't. You're pro now. You have to enter pro contest. Cause your name's on a board. You're pro. Wow. And like, it made no sense. So like, I'm like, stuck in limbo like am i am am i pro what am i gonna do mm-hmm. fuck i gotta do something with the skateboard shit or quit you know what i mean i'm or fucking get a real job and so and so um he, he and so yeah my my grandma got wind of it i told my grandma what happened she's like no we could sue him for that and blah, blah 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 he never paid you and nothing was notarized you need to get a hold of him he needs to compensate you for that and i ended up um Skating one more AM contest where Willie, Eric Carson, everyone was in it. It was everyone's, this was, it was at long beach. And it was a known fact that everyone was going to skate this one and then turn pro two weeks later at shut up and skate in Houston. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be like, this was like our whole, like that whole, um, I don't want to say graduating class, but kind of, yeah, of like, you know what I mean? Top am that amateur class. Everyone that, that was at the top of that was going to be pro and shut up and skate. So I got no one to get me there, nothing. I just scrounged up some money somehow, and I get there, and I ended up getting last place. I went all the way out there for nothing, mm. and ended up getting last place. I'm still technically pro for Statham at the time. Yeah. But then, you know, I mean, I didn't even ride the board that he gave me my name on or anything. When I got back, I just decided I didn't want to ride for him at all. And I just, I'm like, yeah, you got to pay me or, or whatever. And my grandma's going to see you. So, <laughs> what do you, out of nowhere, out of do nowhere you he that? finally paid me. Mm-hmm. And he paid me um, with three of the boards, of the boards with my name on them. And then a set of, purple sims snakes so a set of wheels mm-hmm. they were sims snakes oh let me and at the time i'm like hardcore straight edge minor threat punk fugazi black x on the hand mm-hmm. like straight up he made and he even made as a joke he made so i had the pro board and then i had stickers that said oscar jordan straight edge with the x right oh you said it? yeah so there was the board A pack of my straight edge stickers, the wheels, inside each core of each wheel was a nugget of Mexican dirt weed. (laughs) And then even more weed crumbled up with it was it was um 28 bucks in ones and fives. (laughs) 28 bucks. It was the weirdest shit ever. Yeah. Well balled up in a ball, in a box. Wow. Yeah, my grandma's like, yeah, hey, that guy, Steedman, came and brought you something. I guess that's your payment. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, man, I fucking hated that guy. man, I had it out for him ever since. Oh, And so man. that's why I did. I was like, since he owes me money, I'm going to snake his graphic. So he, he contacted me over the graphic. He goes, hey, why are you stealing my graphic? He didn't even realize it was me. And I'm like, what are you talking about stealing your graphic? He goes, did you even. Put, you even called it the stenum. I'm like, dude, you need to learn how to read. It's the stead mon. <laughs> I'm like and it's it, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like I like I changed the name on it and I'm like it's actually not your graphic. It's the Lion of Judah, which is a font. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like so it's the equivalent of me using something like the American flag or something. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what this is. He's just like, uh okay. And he's like, who do you think you are? And like he goes, and like and he made like, I'm like, dude, I'm just you know, whatever, man. He goes, Well, you know what I mean? I only like to work, you don't seem like you're legitimate. I only like my name to be affiliated with like leg pros and legends. That's what he, uh, yeah, and I'm like, so you don't consider me a pro or a legend? He goes. I don't even know who are you, dude. Like, you're not even anybody. Who are you? And I'm like, dude, you turned me pro (laughs) and he goes, Oscar, is that you? I'm like, yeah. He goes, Juice? That's you? Oscar? I'm like, yeah, dude. That's me. Juice. I'm like, dude, Jake Phelps gave me that name. So it's legit. Like, the (laughs) juice. The motherfucking juice. That's me. oh oh. he's just so fried he like just didn't get it (laughs) (laughs) that's funny as fuck dude (laughs) no but i've heard from other people like um uses graphic and then he called up 23 and he was like well you guys gonna pay me or what are you gonna do they're like we'll send you a box he goes well, how about you just do a pro board? Just put me on the team with Siri trying to get on the team. <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny as fuck, dude. <laughs> so, so let's go back to so the Steve Bearer thing. Let me hear about the Steve Bearer. I never heard All right, of well, that. The Steve... I've known you. I never heard of that.
1: Yeah, it was in magazine. It was not slap and everything. It was a double page. Um, It was a double page centerfold and slap. of Me just drilling them. No, um. At the time, our, I I was pro for Chapter Seven, Mike McGill's company. Uh-huh. There's a contest at Intonitas um, YMCA Street Comp. Steve Barrett, uh, G, he was he was skating for um, TV skateboards at uh, Templ- Templeton Templeton Yeah, that's a cool brand. They had uh, Jamal on there. It was a sick brand. And at the time, you know, I mean, I'm just like, whoa, that's Mike Vallely. I'm like fucking just all starstruck, and
0: Hold on, hold on. I, I, hold on yeah. is, that, is that before Steve was on Foundation?
1: He got on right after that, and okay. it was, this it, it, this is a funny lead up to that. So like, and and so i we're hanging. I'm skating and stuff, and I was like starting getting crampy or whatever, and so I I fell and I just like got a cramp and was like, ugh, kind of like groveling around or whatever. And Steve was laughing at me like fucking, and then like. They had this nickname for me, which I was like, all right, I'm over it. Don't call me that shit no more. Um, hyper, hyper cockroach. And oh, so he was, was like, whoa, look at the hyper cockroach over there. And I got pissed. I got up. I'm like, fuck you. And oh, because I got to rewind that. Life went on. And it, this is right after, this is actually a little bit after Shut Up and Skate. Mm-hmm. So at the Shut Up and Skate comp. I'm getting picked on by everybody. Just getting bullied by like all the world industry guys. Everyone, fucking even Jordan Richter's trying to bully me and shit. Oh, we won't. And like and that. like you fucking focus my board and shit. What? And like and like everybody was fucking with me, dude. To the point to where, dude, it was crazy, dude. And like out of nowhere, I had people trying to start fights with me. I'm only 13, and I'm in Houston, Texas, oh. by myself. Mm. Right. I'm like, by myself, I never fucking even left California, like, since I moved out here from D.C., and it's the first place I've gone, like, since. I mean, I I did a couple, few skate trips, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And so, I'm like, I mean, I I went on some trips, went on BBC, but I never traveled by myself like that, Mm. and, like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, I'm down here in Texas by myself. And everybody wants to fight me because I'm the smallest guy there. Damn. That's I'm funny. like, why are you picking on me, bro? I'm the youngest, smallest dude, Like, and I'm by myself and shit. I remember like Sluggo still got up for me one time. And then another time, fucking Bo Turner. This dude Bo Turner. At the time, everyone's like, dude, he's the toughest dude in skateboarding. He beats all these people up. He was already like, five or six years older than me dude I'm like 13 and shit and like I'm um, um, no not the time I'm four, I'm 14 I was either 14 or 15 at the time he's already like 21 and shit and he comes up trying to start shit with me and shit and I'm so fucking mad dude I was seriously I was had to like I'm like dude if I even fight anybody and get jumped what am I gonna do so yeah. I was so pissed I started crying like, there's, I, I don't care. I was a little-ass kid. Like, I'm fucking crying and shit. Alf came up and, and Jovonte and were like, dude, just hang out with us. Fuck them fools. They saw what was going on. They're like, dude, we got your back. Just post up with us. Yeah. And so, and that was that was the one that um, Jovonte fucking almost won it. Sheffy got second. Jovonte oh, got third. Yeah, it was that one, dude. And he was still he's like, dude, fuck that, dude. He goes, We ain't like that. Fuck them. That's some bullshit. I got your back. Yeah, and Alf like, straight up, you know how Alf gets down. Ain't nobody gonna fuck with him, dude. He's nope, fucking nope. he's a straight G. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I got home, dude, and like I had a chip on my shoulder. I was like, dude, ain't no one ever fucking with me again. I'm like, and if I ever catch any of fools out here in Dago, it is on. So there's a, a pro contest. And shit, and I'm like, I hope Bo Turner shows up. He's got to, and he's gonna get served the fade. I don't give a fuck. I had it out for him, dude, and I ended up getting my shot at him. We'll get to that. No, but um, he so like I'm I'm like, dude, if Bo pulls up, it's fade on sight. I don't give a fuck. I already had a chip on my shoulder. Like I, I showed up at this contest ready to beat somebody's ass and shit. And then and then, I was, I was mad at him. And I was mad at Henry Sanchez because I had heard Henry say some shit about SD. So I was like, I'm no I'm gonna end up getting a fight with somebody, dude. I was like, if I hear Henry mouth off about Dago or anything, I'm fucking him up. And like I had a full-on chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So the minute someone even talked a little bit of shit, I was on it. And that was Steve Bear. He was, I was like, what for what? Like right <laughs> up in his face. And like, dude, just it just because, dude. Like, I just was dude, I had it, dude. I was like, hey, I'm not. Getting picked on no more. Fuck all that. You want to bully me? It's on. You gonna face the fury? You know what I mean? Like it just so he was the first one. He tried to run up and shit. He's like, "I'll focus your board and do that." And I fuck, I just smacked him, and then Mike T- Mike Tenansky got got between us, and then yeah. Henry Sanchez actually rolled over there and was like, "What? I'll fuck both y'all." I was like, "Whatever. Come here, Henry." And he didn't want any, so it was just there. He got the, he got the taste of the fi- he got the taste of the fade. You got got a taste of OJ? (laughs) Yeah, he he tried to pull the, uh, you know, it was some old-school shit where you step on the guy's foot and get him. He tried to do that with me. Oh, you said that? Yeah, I'm like, you got to be kidding me and just caught him with the fucking most stealthiest right hook ever beating to the ground. And and from then on, the attitude towards me just completely changed. Like, Like, it
0: was just... Sorry, to interrupt you, But do you do you think that's when the industry kind of look, looked looked another way on you since that, or what?
1: Maybe I don't know. I don't, didn't. I didn't really care. You know what I mean? To tell you the truth, it was just like to me. You know what I mean? I I didn't want to be on the because I was getting paid more than most of them dudes, anyways. Mm-hmm. I was getting yeah. it was all the same, basically. And which is honestly a tr- the, the the most real way to look at it is like. I would rather be the most important guy on a mid-grade brand. You see what I'm saying? Than be yeah. the, the most least important guy on a top-notch brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? There uh, obviously the brand that needs you more is gonna pay you more, right? Yeah. See what I'm saying? No, and I'm- so that was that was always how I looked at it. And it's just like no matter what, I just always it's like, dude. As long as you're getting your equipment, you're getting everything you need, they're sending you where you need to go, you're getting paid good, that's the better company to ride for. Being okay. on this, being on, being just as a name, being identified by by someone else's brand name, I just never thought that really made sense. Like, oh, yeah, I'm down with this big, you know what I mean? We're the fucking, we're the elites over here because we're over here doing this. It's basically, that's you saying, you're letting a brand that you don't even know identify you. Mm, that's it true. just it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if you're your own brand, it doesn't matter who you ride for. Yeah, you know what I mean. As long as you're get, just like just it's just like music. You see what I'm saying? Like if if you, you're gonna go and sign to a big label priority and they offer you this bullshit ass 360 deal, they're going to hold
0: you basically. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Or oh, you find someone that needs to work with you that's going to let you have a more control and in, in do what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so and so that's how it worked for me. And, you know, I mean, which with Dave, you know, I mean, he was at the time he was mentoring me and he didn't agree with he with him. He's like, you're not going to really make it as far as a pro if you don't ride for a big brand or whatnot. And and but he goes, I actually respect your approach to skateboarding because you do your own thing and you stick to your guns, kind of. And he's like, you kind of have like, I don't want to say you're playing out, but you kind of have like a an '80s pro approach to skateboarding. And actually, I'm like, I consider that a compliment because I kind of like do kind of model myself after those guys more than anything else. I like how like in the 80s every pro it wasn't about like he's doing the gnarliest tricks it was just like that's it you could identify him by the shape of his board mm-hmm. and just the way that he skated you know what i mean like g, I i love um gsd because i'm yes. like dude he's not even the best skater gary scott davis but i'm like you know who he is you're like dude, he has a specific yeah. board shape Rich curbs he has his tricks that he does you know what i mean or like a jason adams or dudes like that i've just always liked dudes like that man it it, it just meant more to me it's a more of an art than than you know what i mean and just you know what i mean because i've been on both sides of the spectrum Where I I'm like yeah you know what i mean i've been the, i'm the first guy to do a tray flip nose blunt slide or one of the guys you know what i mean i've been on that side of the spectrum yeah you're stoked that you do it but once you do that little trick you put all this ability into this trick. Yeah. That only is like not even a segment. It's just gone. It's a fraction of a of a second. And and, and
0: is that why you started Juice? And your so you all brand juice skateboards?
1: Oh, that that's going way down the line. But yeah, I mean, with juice skateboards, I mean, I, I just yeah, I mean, I always was like, man, if I could do anything, dude, I want to do a brand. Of like just something that I would want to walk in a skate shop and see. I'm like, because I just, I don't uh, feel, I don't feel like anything, any brand or anything that's out there, I would want to go and buy. Mm-hmm. You know and I'm, I'm like, I just and like it just everyone's copying each other and everyone's doing. You know what I mean? I don't see anyone that's like trying to like do something that's like at the time. You know what I mean? This is before everybody and their mom started doing board companies. Yeah, and, and um, and I was riding for a guy or brand or whatever. I don't even care. um, perfect or whatnot. And I'm like, dude, if this guy could start a company and pull it off, I damn well can. I've seen all these other guys that don't have a name in skateboarding do it. I'm like, why isn't a person that actually has history in skateboarding do it? You know what I mean? I never really thought that I could do it until one day. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna do it. And, like, I I got a tax return or whatever and just started it with fucking – I started with $2,500 tax return. Oh, wow. 14. That was it. But, I mean, that's all – that's what I – that's actually what I I love about skateboarding nowadays, too. I'm kind of glad that there's not really a skate industry anymore because that's how it was in the 80s. None of these brands were – even 8th Street was never really a real – um, Storefront, like corporation, it wasn't even a company really. It's basically the same thing as what we're doing now, and and I, I like that. I, I really like that because when when a when it's owned by a major, the skateboarder isn't getting anything out of it at all. You're getting two bucks a board. You're getting a dollar per board, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? It it, it it's just like music. Like I would never want to be signed on a label that's gonna make me sign over all my streaming revenue and all my royalties. I'd rather have that of myself. You see what I'm saying? It's it's only it only makes logical sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. And 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 it's like people, and this is what kills skateboarding is people looking at it to like, yo, if I get really good. That's what matters is being a great skateboarder, which is not true at all. You know what I mean? Just having an envision and even an envision to come up with a product, even a design product or come up with that. You're doing something for skateboarding. There's so many things you can do besides just being better than someone at skateboarding. If you look at it at that aspect, then there's no reason to skateboard longer than two or three years, which nowadays Is the situation for most skaters? They get good really fast because they have all these parks, they have all this stuff at their fingertips, and then they get good too fast to where it's boring. Yeah. You mean it's like a, it's like a, if life was a never ending cum shot. You see what I'm saying? It's just, you're just coming, you're just coming the whole time. Uh, to the point to where it doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah. That's how it feels when you watch someone skate nowadays. Oh, no. I agree with you. <laughs> like, everyone wants to be so fucking perfect that imperfection stands out. Now you have people that are actually trying to bail tricks and look real on purpose, which makes it even more faker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, what I was identified as a 90s skater is, like, the coolest thing they look like you could ever look like. Yeah, like the guy that was wearing fucking skin tight leotard jeans, has got on a pair of fucking Plan B jeans, thinking he's cooler than you, not realizing that he's copying the way you looked in high school, right? And how we he's, all look like. Yeah, know? he's looking at you like, yeah, you're a fucking kook. Uh, what? You don't know about this? <laughs> they don't even know. They don't even consider. If you, they don't even consider it. They're like, oh, '90s is just a term. They didn't actually do anything or skateboard in the 90s or anything like that. No. They, they, they need to learn the history, you know? And see, I, I don't like I never felt pressured to learn history. I'm no. more entertained with older... Like, my favorite thing to watch, believe it or not, is 80s vert skating, backyard vert skating. Oh, that's the best, dude. It looks so much better. That's the coolest looking shit ever. Yes, Just watching a dude do fast plant the fakies. With old ass crusty pads on, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like it looks fucking good, doesn't it? Like inverts and just the backyard vert rap. Like you got got to think in
0: the eighties, there wasn't that much politics there is was there is now, in in, in the nineties, you know, in the eighties, it was just like you just skate and have fun, and that's and it was was
1: fucking fun, dude, and it was fun, and but I mean that, but then it just to me, even now. To look at a vert skater now and how dumb they look compared to like those guys, mm-hmm. I think the '80s guys were better. Like it, 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 in like lip tricks, long fucking Smith grinds, layback Smiths. That's just hard. You yeah. don't you don't see people use coping and lock long grind. like even that's the best feeling, most satisfying part of skateboarding is fucking lip, ledge, curb coping it's hand it's all the same grinding something and feeling the skating the feel of that shit no matter what if someone does a, a dope a good locked in backsmith, you're gonna want to see that more than a kickflip back nose block. i don't care who you are no I, I, yeah. i'd rather see that than a kickflip nose blunt <laughs> you know what i mean and it, 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 it's not Wait, don't get block. me wrong
0: don't get me wrong it's uh, that shit's tight yeah, like, lock into a I, back Smith, dude, that's just like I mean, and it and it speaks down. for it
1: it speaks for itself. Yeah. See a lot of a lot of guys that do skate technical, they can't they're afraid to try to lock something in or or do something that they actually have a hard time doing stuff that simple. You, because when you when you're a pro and I was the, I I realized at my peak, you get used to doing your top 10, you your top 10 tricks. where if anyone shows up, they're going to see you in your best form. Spray your top ten out on them. You're done. Up, oh, I'm great. Bye. I'm out of here. Yeah. See you later. You know what I mean. You're not really skating. You feel because you feel like you're you're a performer. You're putting on a show, and that's a lot of what you see nowadays. Well, I guess that's what you have to do to place in a contest. I'm sure, but like even watching a contest, may I'm sure you feel the same way. where you don't even want to get up and go skate. You're like, dude, skating looks fucking stupid. Watching some. Dude in fucking Nike tights, fucking, you know what I mean? Jock out on a fucking, (laughs) on a, uh, make a backsmith look like a tech trick because he's so like, it's the trendy thing to do. You you know, know? skateboard has never been about jocks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I mean, I'm stoked on the girls' skateboard side of it, but like the first taste that they're getting of it is the jock side. Yep. It's like, and, 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 and to where like girls are starting skating. With their eyes on the prize. Because, you, you know what I mean, you as a girl, you don't even have to be that good. You just land a couple kickflips. You're going to get, like, fucking, you're going to start off with 20,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Off the rip. Which is another, that's the main thing I actually want to talk about, is that shit. More than anything else. Is I want to get into that. Like, skateboarding used to be judged on actual skateboarding. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, besides that, if you're friends with someone, you're friends with them. You know what I'm saying? You grew up skating with someone. You grew up skating together. You're homies, right? Right. No matter what, Instagram has turned life, and not even just in skateboarding, but in general, in the junior high school. It's like a social experiment where, I mean, even in life, no matter what, you're getting, nowadays, you're getting judged on your following and how many followers you have. Yep, not what you've actually accomplished to the point to where even people that you know, your own homies won't talk to you or follow you if you have under 20,000 followers. Oh, 100%. Like, you will 100%. not be taken seriously at all. They, they don't No matter what. Brand. They
0: don't support your brand. They don't support you anything. Nothing.
1: They'll just look at you and go, dude, he doesn't even have 20,000 followers. You're, you're irrelevant. You're nobody. Fuck you.
0: Exactly. And, and you can, and, and I'm gonna say this, you know, I'm not a sheep, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a black sheep in the corner, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't, I don't yeah. follow every single sheep out there, you know? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have twenty thousand followers. I have one thousand personal followers, and then TSM has whatever because we don't buy our likes. We don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, don't care. really. Yeah, and that people are buying all these. I guess it, in the long run that helps, but I just feel like a sucker. I can't do that. I, I just, I don't even care either. It. I want to know who's really rocking with me also. And it it just exposes the fakeness in a lot of your friends that you know. Mm -hmm. A lot of your friends that you think are your friends are really your fucking friends, dude. That's
0: that's 100, dude.
1: And and, and, and then all goes for that. You got homies that you fucking have known for over 20 years that that they won't even follow you or any. They feel like if they follow you, that they're helping you out, which they aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and even even if I was in the ability in a process in a place where I had it, hundreds of thousands of followers, I would want to help my homies out, actually. Really? I would plug the homies. Fuck. Like why I've always, you know what I mean? I've always had that. Even and and beside beyond that, nowadays people don't believe in like helping the next man out. Like I've helped start so many careers for people that like Don't even talk to me anymore. Sad. I brought Tyrone Olsen in again. I'll fucking flat out say it, dude. He has never once thanked me ever. And I don't give a fuck. I'm going to fucking put it out there. Dude, he moved to San Diego. He was homeless. Moved out here from fucking Wisconsin. He can't. I was working in a skate shop part time at the time. Rolls up in there. Dude, you're an inspiration to me. Oscar Jordan, dude, you're fucking, you, you made it possible. You're paving the way, man. I want to be under your wing, man. Show me the spots. He had, he had a Sponsor Me video in his VHS cam. And he had the owner, the guy that, um, heck, um, what's that, Eli Soto with him, the guy that owns Gold Wheels. Yeah. They were all homeless together at the time. Eli was his filmer. And uh, he, he had on these Jenko jeans and Chonto Adidas with fat laces in them, dirty as fuck. I did not believe that he could be a good skateboarder until I looked and I saw his footage. He was doing some fucking gnarly ass shit, but his style was just atrocious. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, dude, I can work with you. You know what I mean? Whatever, dude. Like I see some potential here. Yeah. Let's go skate. And he would, he would drop like three hits of gnarly ass acid and just get buck gnarliest shit ever, dude. We'd go downtown and just skate for hours his name was Fryrone because he was known for selling bogus doses of LSD at raves, mm-hmm. making money. That was his come up because he's homeless, dude. He, I, dude, I give him props for it, dude. That's brilliant. I mean, he he went from being homeless on the street to like actually living somewhere. <laughs> and I would give him my old product. I'd give him my. Old, he was basically sponsored by me. Where like, I was riding for etnes. so mm-hmm. I'd get a box. I'd skate a pair of shoes for like one or two times and give them, giving them boards and everything. Got him on going trucks. Got him. In, I managed them basically. Like he probably doesn't even remember any of this. But like, even like, we're filming for high five, and Don was like, "Hey, dude, I've been hearing about um, you. Got some good dudes out in San Diego you've been skating with." And um, he's like, "I think we should just grab like an unknown cat. Who do you think would be good?" And I'm like, "Nah, I got him." I'm like, "I got this dude. I'm that's that I'm sponsoring Tyrone. Just put him on." So he he sent them a box. Tyrone's first couple boxes came to me. And I gave Tyrone his shit. And then we went out and he actually got a couple tricks for high five or whatever. And got his name on the map and whatnot. And he, he then this guy, Greg Witt, was trying to get me to ride for good times skateboards. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can tell you just wanted a black pro. And so yeah. I'm like, dude, I got a homie because you're from the Midwest. I'm like, my homie Tyrone's from the Midwest. He's black. He's good enough to be pro, even. I'm like, dude, put him on. He put him on without even seeing him skate. Cause like I I, I knew Al Partner and knew Tyrone. So I'm like, ask Al about him, ask everyone. Put and they and he did. They ended up putting Tyrone on a team, dude. And like he was he had he he went to the point to where he was driving the company of Van around with all the boards in him, just slanging boards all around town and shit. <laughs> and so that's how that ended. He and then he ended up when evil took off or whatever, he, they just, they were like, they put him on for the same reason. Cause he was, I think he was staying, he was skating with Brian Reed all the time and Brian got the job there and Brian just industry planted him in immediately. He basically was is an industry plant where he went from like hand-me-down flow, Oscar Jordan flow to pro for evil. Mm. Never now, just straight up. We're putting you pro, pro model shoe, pro model board, everything off the rip. Dude, that pissed off more than half the industry. They're you know, like, who the fuck is this dude? I remember we were in Vancouver and like Adam McNatt and Mako rabbit all these pros are like talking about fucking this dude fucking from San Diego, this kid out of nowhere. They're just throwing all this money, everything at him for no reason. What the fuck? And I'm like, wait a minute. You're talking about my boy. That's my boy, Tyrone. They're like, yeah. I'm like, nah, dude. He actually is fucking probably the best skateboarder out there, dude. Like, he skates with me every day, dude. That dude's gnarly as fuck. Yeah. And, and, like, we all we were all in Vancouver at the time. Tyrone was there and shit, too. And I remember, like, right after that trip, like uh, even the people on Evil, all the other team riders didn't know who he was, really. And as soon as they got back from that trip, they went to City College I was supposed to meet him over there, but I didn't. But that was when Tyrone just fucking like, he just game changed the fucking whole skateboard game. He basically filmed like the gnarliest video part ever in like less than a month. And like one day he went on a killing spree where like he went to city college, he tray foot licked it, did all that and shit with the big backs lit down the big one all in one day off of like nine hits of acid. He could just take LSD and skate better. Like the dude really is a fucking legend, but you know what I mean? He's one of the people that have turned their backs on me, even though I completely helped him get into the game. I've done that for people way more than once. And I've never, ever talked about it, but I don't give a fuck. I'm old now and I don't care. I'll yeah. talk about it because people don't do that for anyone at all these days either. You won't see any, and I almost understand why. Yeah. No, and,
0: and it's true. You know what I mean? People just don't look after anybody. You know, they don't want to help yeah. out anybody.
1: Yeah, and, and and it's like with me, it's like, dude, I want my friends to be there with me. I want to go on trips where my homies are there. I don't want to be there by myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want fucking a posse. I want a motherfucking crew. Like, you what the fuck? Garage, you know, you want yeah. your garage with you, you know? Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Like, I want it just, just all for me. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be the only one. Oh, I'm riding around this new boards. I'm better than you. Like, fuck that. I'm like, if we skate together and you're as good as I am, you're going to ride for the same company. That's just how it's always been. It's yep. like with Donnie Barley, same thing. Like, you know what I mean? I met him out of nowhere. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And fucking, we got to skating together every single day. And it's just like, I'm like, dude, like, you're fucking my guy, dude. I'm not going to sit there and like, let you not be hooked up. And you're just as good as I am. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, dude, done deal. Yeah. You know? And 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 it's weird because like you can do that for somebody, and then years later, the same person will will even won't even follow you on Instagram or just completely yeah. ghost you. You're like, and, and like because they fear that they're at a higher level than you, you know. What I mean, like on the totem pole, which there shouldn't be a totem pole. We're old now, everyone's the same, no matter what. You're yeah. still a fucking old motherfucker.
0: Uh, no, matter, no matter what what color you are, what what race you are, we're all the fucking same. We all skateboard. We're all the same,
1: dude. Know? I've had more black skaters act funny with me than white skaters. Really? Yeah, they tell you the truth, dude. I I honestly, I I think dude, I think more black skaters got it fucked up than white skaters, dude. Damn, that's crazy. Like I mean, white skaters know more about black history and black skaters. Then black skate black skaters don't give a fuck about history, at all. You know what I mean? I, the, our whole generation nowadays is 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 grown to disrespect the OGs because no one has had a father in like the past three years, thirty years. Mm-hmm. So the whole the whole attitude is uh, there is no such thing as an OG. Fuck you, old nigga. It's what? all about me. What? I mean, and this is coming we're completely influenced by the rap whatever's going on in rap or yeah. trap or whatever you want to call it bullshit yeah <laughs> and that's the mentality i mean nobody lives the 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 dude the average life expectancy of a black man is not past 23 damn so how the fuck you, is someone like that going to respect anyone older you you're taught in our community nowadays currently you're taught to not respect anyone unless they make more money than you.
0: It's sad, and, and it's you're about you're right. You know, it's
1: about how much money you make and how much followers you got. Yep. If if you ha- if you're broke but you have a million followers, you're even better. You can do no wrong. People consider a following more important than money.
0: Yeah, or, so or furniture. yeah,
1: yeah. Furniture. you you have broke Instagram superstars that are broke. You know what I mean? They have millions of followers, but don't have a you know. They, they live know, off Instagram. They
0: don't, they don't know how about they don't know how about hustle. They don't know how about yeah. Survive. They don't they they have, have, have a real life
1: at all, like yeah. period. So and, and with us, you know what I mean. I've had to wear like and like I don't even want to say any names, but like even current pros were like you you're skating in the same park with them for two hours, and you you know what I mean. My my deal growing up as a black man. I was always taught you you see another brother, you give that nod of, of acknowledgement. You yep. know what I mean? If you're the only two black people there, no matter what, if some shit pops off for him, you gotta ride for that nigga no matter what. Yep. That's and that's still my mentality. I've been places where I'm walking downtown seeing full the dude get, about to get jumped by a fucking three white dude, four white guys, and I jump, I, I jump right in on him. I don't even know this nigga. Mm-hmm. Just off the strength, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what I was raised to do. That's off of instinct, like, period. Like, right. when I see another black man, when I see a brother, that's a nod of acknowledgement, you know what I mean? Like, you know, hey, and that means a lot to me. That doesn't exist anymore. Even, even niggas my age, like, even older niggas, like, you will, I'll give them that nod. They'll look at you like, fuck you, nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? You come across some gangsters some black motherfuckers that think that they're doing something, they think they're active with it. You'd be chilling at the beach, man. Don't say hi to every white motherfucker in sight but you. And that's the truth. Even at the grocery store, you can't even say hi to another black man without, without getting considered a bitch. Like they look at you as soft because you're courteous and you say hi. You know what I mean? You get looked at as you're a, as a, a square or a bitch. And even in skateboarding, it's the same way. No, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, dude, uh, you have a group of kids show up at the park. There'll be one black skater. And I'm always going to be like, hey, what's good, brother? And they just look at you like you're stupid. While the rest of their white friends are actually like, hey, what's up, man? What's good? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's a reality that I am not af- that I want to talk about. I'm not afraid to talk about. I know that some black skaters are going to listen to this and get pissed off. But then they're going to realize this is the truth. But you know and what? then they're going to stop acting like that. You know and what I mean?
0: Them. You know if they get pissed off, oh well. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
1: but but you know what I'm saying? They they want skateboarding to be to the point to where it has no ogs. You know what I mean? And and no direction. No. And that's why careers are so short. I mean, the average pro nowadays gets a pro board after like a year, and then once his name's on the board, you don't see him no more. Yeah. It's like a casket. It's like a a, a headstone. Once you get to, they're like, all right, I'm off. I'm there. You you see, I'm just crushing it. Then once he gets that name on a board, that's it. You don't see it anymore. That's it. You know what I mean? They don't don't realize that, like, there's a whole culture behind this, dude, which makes it that much more lovable and fun. You see what I'm saying? There's – you don't – and, you know what I mean, a lot of skaters too, which I don't understand, are afraid to graduate and, and let their style naturally change. I don't skate exactly the same way that I did 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And I don't want to, you know what I mean? I like growing into like a, a fucking Wally slappy DIY guy, or whatever. I like that. Hey, but you're, st- but your shit is so steezy, man. I love seeing you doing that. You know? I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just whatever comes out, comes out. It's just, you know what I mean? It's, it's funner being able to just do what you can instead of, doing what you need to do to be good. You see what I'm saying? I never was able to enjoy skateboarding in my prime because like to get in the video, you'd have your guy, even with tactical manual, like there were so many clips that got left out that like I've never seen again that like I like better than anything that was used just because it was clean. I'm like, dude, why does everything have to be hard? Like I like to just see a buttery clip I don't care that the trick didn't flip out. So what if it was just a switch front shove over five stairs in a sidewalk gap? It was fucking buttery as fuck. The aesthetic of like just a basic trick that's done and completed to the point beyond perfection. You know what I mean? That right there is entertaining, dude. Like it doesn't I don't want to look like some robot to like look like I'm better than I am. You know what I mean? And, like, like it's just so, it got, everything's got so butchered back then that, like, it, they would tell you, like, it's got to be at least 10 stairs and it's got to be flip in, flip out, or we won't use it. Huh. Like, that's what skateboarding came to at, at one point. Remember when, like, all the video mags, like, progression video mag and all that shit, logic yeah, and all man. that? And, you know what I mean? I remember even, like, be- before that, I remember, like, um, being on Entity still and like then Jamie Thomas getting big and he basically made the the whole 10 stairs and up standard yeah. to where you are even your board whoever you rode for your team manager is like yo you that new 10 stairs and up standard you got to get some bangers man we need something <laughs> at least 10 stair. you got to step it up next level yep yep I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in high i was um or no i just got out i just got out of high school got my gd barely and I'm pro for entity. And at my local high school, no one, it's Point Loma High, where the leap of faith and stuff. That's where I went to high school. No one had ever even skated the 14 and back. And like, oh, no, I, and like, my, they were like, yeah, we need an ad. Like, we need something, a banger. Like, I mean, for real. You got this Jamie Thomas guy going out here jumping on all these rails. And I'm like, oh, I got one. I got a perfect one. I got a thirteen stair at my school. No one had ever stated it, it had this white paint on it. And like, I didn't even, dude, back then I was so stupid. I didn't even call it filmer. Like I fucking had the guy shoot a photo sequence of it. So you, you, you see that I made it, but I, there's no video footage of it. Mm. But the first thing that ever went down that rail was me feeble grinding it. I didn't board slide it, I didn't 50 it. I was desperate for an ad. So within five tries, I dude, I probably got on like two of them, and yeah. the second one that I got on was the one that I landed, and that was a fun, that was a crazy experience, dude. That one, because the whole it was, it's crazy. I had the, I had the whole cheerleading team and these hot ass chicks, and then this one chick that was like a, she's like a teacher's aide or whatever that like I fucking had always wanted to smash. Like my whole life, she was sitting there watching me get nutted on this rail. Like I'm like trying to show off and just completely got sacked. I think it was like first or second try. But that mate was probably gave me the fucking willpower to actually ride away from it. But then right after that, which and no one even will even talk about that spot just fucking blew up within the next week. I mean, Jim Greco, all the Baker guys, everyone was down camping out at Point Loma High, and it became the most famous skate spot. Yeah, Point Loma and then- Yeah, and that's when um, – um, but, yeah, me and Kenton, we went to Point Loma High, and we were the first skateboarders to ever attend school there to where, like, I was embarrassed, and, like, I would hide my board or just wouldn't even bring it to school. And Kenton was – he brought his skateboard to school, with this cut up jeans and everything, and people would make fun of him. Huh. And 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 he, I, he was a senior when I was a freshman. So by the time I was in my my junior year, everybody wanted to skate. And then by the time I and then the next year after that, when I wasn't there anymore, everybody the people gangsters that used to make fun of me and call me white boy were skating like hardcore. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude. That's well,
0: that's I mean, that's yeah, good, you know.
1: Yeah, I was the first skateboarder to get um, to get skateboarding as an elective, so I was allowed to leave. I was allowed to leave two periods early because I was supposed to be practicing or for contest or whatever. Yeah. But back then, I would miss a lot of Mondays because I would I was going I I I just got on chapter seven, and I was going up to SF every other week. I would get the uh, the Southwest Airlines round trip sixty five dollars round trip. Um, so I was doing that every other week The skate EMB up there, hanging out with Levar and these guys.
0: Yeah, dude, that's sick, dude. Well, OJ, man, thank you so much. I mean, no, we got to do a part two of this. Definitely, definitely. You know, I got to get
1: going here, and I got to. I know we got we got we got days to attend to.
0: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, OJ, thank you so much for coming on, man. Speaking your mind, talking about history. Tell them a little bit about you and growing up in San Diego and what was it like and everything. And, you know, you know, and, and people need to realize that they need to, they need to respect the OGs. You know, they need to show love to the ones that pave the pavement for them, you know, and, and,
1: and, and, you know, and, and that's why we're here. I mean, you, you can't really run a brand when you're in your prime of skateboarding. You don't know how to control money or anything like that. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I figure, you know, I, I feel like, more people like me should take the initiative to start brands yeah. to create direction, you know what I mean And, 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 and no I'll just talk, go ahead and 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 you know what i mean and and try and still have influence you don't only have to have influence on the skateboard you can there's a lot of things you can do off the skateboard as well and just just being able to still be active enough and and be able to skateboard you know what i mean is a blessing man i'm I'm really thankful and I'm, I'm, uh, it's a privilege for me to be able to see what these new guys are doing. It's amazing. I never thought I'd live to see half of this shit that I'm seeing now. And I'm even, I mean, in, I'm inspired by the new guys to, and I'm stoked to be able to, you know what I mean? To do yeah. something about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but you're killing it, dude. And, and yeah. mad
0: respect. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And we'll definitely have to link up and do a part two of this, you know?
1: Definitely. But everybody follow Juice Boards on Instagram. Yep. invite right, yep. right people Wednesdays, Mech out Mondays. We're not just skateboarding. We're comedy, humor. You like hip hop. I'm an underground recording artist. I make music strictly for the homies. I'm not trying to blow up. If you know where to find me, you want to hear some dope shit, some good underground San Diego gangster shit. You know what I mean? Come plug in with your boy.
0: Yeah, yeah. go v- visit my boy Juice. He'll take care of you.
1: We got a whole bunch of shit popping off over here, man.
0: Definitely, definitely. I'll see you soon up at Poots Park. For real. All right, homie. Talk to you hey.
1: soon. Peace. Bye. Bye.